bless your holy name in Jesus mighty name my father I present tonight before you I ask the Lord give me utterance that I may speak your word in all decency and in all fluency anything that will exalt itself against me my father they have not come against me but you I pray in the name of Jesus that we subdue them in the name of Jesus we bring them to naught in the name of Jesus and I declare as I speak Lord touch lives transform destinies raise up generals in your kingdom that we may do exploits for you in the name of Jesus my father I pray right now we saturate this atmosphere with the presence and we declare this is a no-go area we declare this is a no-go area for the enemy because tonight the blessing of the Lord is abounding in our midst in the name of Jesus we declare just as the centurion said speak the word only my father asks the Lord speak your word only for in your word everything is done in your word everything derives its existence in your word everything is held in check my father we thank you we bless you in Jesus name amen hallelujah if you're happy to be in the house of the Lord give the Lord a hand hallelujah yeah uh, welcome to Grace Army Church you know what we do we're teaching church and we are called to specifically preach the totality of the gospel. Hallelujah. And that is what we do in the name of Jesus. And we do that to his glory. Now last week we started a topic where we spoke about the essence of Christ's humanity. And, I'm, and I, I made some points last week and I said, Christ is God in himself and needed nobody to push him around. And so, as God, he could have just been in heaven and then swung his hand like this. And then as his hand flows or goes about him, he would just wipe away sin from the surface of the earth. But the Lord did not do that. He rather came in the form of a man. And my question is, why? We answered half of the question because the key scripture we use Romans 8 15 to 17 actually said to us that we were kept in bondage and he said it is the spirit of bondage to fear but Christ his coming came to bring us deliverance from that same bondage hallelujah and tonight, I'd like to take the next word that followed, the word that followed bondage. I'm talking about the major word. Because if you look at that passage of scripture, which I'm going to read pretty soon, you notice that he actually came and spoke about bondage, and then he spoke about adoption. Hallelujah. And so Romans 8, I read it. For the spirit which you have received is not a spirit of slavery to put you once more in bondage to fear it presupposes that that is the original spirit we had the spirit of bondage that constantly produced fear in our lives hallelujah but he says you have received the spirit of adoption the spirit producing sonship in the bliss of which we cry abba father the spirit himself thus 
testifies together with our own spirit, assuring us that we are children of God. And if we are his children, then we are heirs. Heirs also. Heirs with heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, sharing in his inheritance with him. Only we must share his suffering if we, sh- if we are to share in his glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So last week we spoke about a lot of things and we, we came to one point. That the purpose of Christ coming to the earth was to replicate himself in man. Praise the Lord. It was to replicate himself in man. So that even though he was 100% God, he became 100% what? man so that you and i can also carry that same identity on the earth whereby we are 100 percent god 100 percent continue 100 percent what man so just as christ will talk about us he says as he is as he is as he is and so this is the reason why he was bold enough to say to us through the scriptures as he is so are we because just as he was 100% God and, and he was 100% man, it was the same way, or it is the same way. You are 100% God, 100% man. Hallelujah. Now, uh, we leave bondage. We explain what bondage is. If you were not here last week, I'm sorry. But let me re- do a quick recap. i just talk about one. The fact that we are afraid of men. We are afraid of men. That one alone is a sign of bondage. Hallelujah. The fact that you are afraid of a demon, it shows clearly that you are under bondage. Hallelujah. So if you are a believer, just like Jesus operated on the earth, you must operate. Hallelujah. I said you what? I didn't say you can. I didn't say you will when you like it or not. I'm not talking about your potential that is just lying dormant. No. I'm talking about a potential that must be put into practice. Hallelujah. So you must constantly be aware of this likeness that is in you, which is the same that is in God, so that you can function on the earth like God. Hallelujah. Can I give an example? How many of you know Pastor Chris? Yeah. Uh, He's somebody I like so much. Look at his life. Every man of God, unless you don't preach the true gospel, controversy will be your twin brother. Hallelujah. Did you hear about Jesus? Jesus was so controversial that his family came to take him and said, let's go home. We think you are mad. You haven't read that, part, that portion of scripture yet? You will get there. Hallelujah. But that is what happened to Jesus. His people actually came to him and said, he's beside himself. Let us take him home. Controversy will never end when it comes to anybody who preaches the true gospel. And I'm talking about Pastor Chris and I'm saying that look at the way he functions. I'm talking about when he goes out to do his crusades. If he likes to operate in healing, it is his mandate. Not because he was given a call, but because he is first and foremost a child of God. Hallelujah. Did you get what I said? The only mandate that was given to him is to go out there and preach. That is all. And even for that, it is because the Lord expect, wanted him to do a certain level of work. But when it comes to preaching, it is for every child of God. <laughs> he said, you will go out there 
He started from Jerusalem, Samaria, and to the where? Outermost part of the world. You do what? You will preach the gospel. You will heal what? The sick. It presupposes that healing of the sick is not for pastors. Manteho. May see, healing of the sick is not for who? Yes. Healing of the sick is not for pastors. It is for every born again believer. Okay? So don't tell me that I am sick. Come and pray for me. I mean, I will pray because I'm your pastor. I agree. But my, I'm teaching you what is supposed to be in the kingdom. Praise the Lord. Now, let's go to the issue at hand. I want to pick out one word in the passage we read. He said, let me start. He said, from verse, he said for the spirit which you have received is not a spirit of slavery to put you once more, King James says, again to bondage, to fear. But you have received the spirit of adoption. Somebody say adoption. adoption. Say adoption. adoption. For the last time. Listen, why would the Bible say adoption? What is the meaning of adoption? Well, of course, I know you guys know what adoption is. But let me just go, uh, say, let me explain. Just in case. Hallelujah. Maybe you are confusing adoption with adoption. <laughs> Hallelujah. Just a joke. But my point is this. Adoption is the taking and treating a total stranger as one's own child. Should I take it again? Adoption is the taking and treating of a total stranger as one's own child. Now, if that is what adoption is, then it presupposes that when, when God or the Holy Spirit was giving pen to the writer to pen down the scriptures, he knew what was in his mind when he was communicating that, part, that portion of scripture to us. It presupposes that formally, we were not God's what? Children. So for Jesus Christ to come and then he, being God's son, writes about us and says that, but now we have been adopted as believers, then it means that there was an adoption process. Do you agree? There was what? Okay, before I come to the process, I want to say that it is applied to Christians because God treats us as his children. He receives them into his relation, his relation, though they were by nature strangers and enemies. Though by nature they were what? Strangers and enemies. You don't believe it. Look at your life when you, you, you were in the world. A complete stranger. You didn't even care about God. Not only you, all of us. Praise the Lord. Now, because of what I have said, it implies this. Number one, there are four key points that, bring, that brings out an implication. Now, this is what it says. It says that we, by nature, had no claims on God. By nature. You, because we were not his children, you couldn't have said that God is my father. Hallelujah. Now, in the book of Psalm, he says, Blessed is the nation whose God is Jehovah. What he means is that in that scripture, he chose Israel for him to become their God and them his people. Are you here with me? So, 
when he was referring to that scripture, he said, blessed is the nation whose God is Jehovah. What he means is that you coming under his authority or you seeing him as your God actually makes you blessed. Now, look at what he says. He said, that by nature, we had no claims on God. We couldn't have had any association with him. Number two, that the act is once one of mere kindness, of pure and sovereign love. That is all. Pure sovereign love. What I'm trying to say is this. The, the reason for his adoption or the, the advantage in his adoption was only to show us his love. Nothing more, nothing less. Praise the Lord. Number three. He says that we are now under his protection and care. That is what he means. When you become adopted, these are the implications. It implies that now you are no more under your own protection, but you are under whose protection? God. Now, this is where the question comes up. Simple question. So, if you are protected by God, why do we fear? Hallelujah. Let's go on. We are climbing. Oh. The last one, he says, that we are bound to manifest towards him, the spirit of children, and yield to him obedience. Have you noticed? When you were in the world, you couldn't have obeyed God easily because it was difficult. Oh, do not, do not. Thou shalt not, thou shalt not. The same thou shalt not, you do thou. Why? Because it was not in you to obey God. But now that he has adopted you, we have to understand the process of adoption that we will know the magnitude of the price he paid. Hallelujah. Now, now that we are his children, we yield to him obedience and we manifest a spirit of children. And the spirit of a child is this, that the child looks up to a father and says, Father, you are the one who provides for me. So whether I have it or not, I am not worried. I constantly look up to you. Hallelujah. <laughs> now, let's go on. Adoption is not a work of grace by us, but an act of grace without us. Did you get what I said? I said the process of adoption was not a work done by us, but it was a work done without us. Having its complete being in the mind of God, it is antecedent to the work of grace in the heart of the believer. Therefore, Jesus on our behalf compelled God to adopt us when his work was completed in his flesh. Please note the tense. In where? That is why I said the purpose of Christ coming to the earth was supposed to produce what? the spirit of children in you, the spirit of sonship, where you know that God is your father and you are his child. So when you are relating to God, it is not a relationship of whether I am relating to a God. When we talk about a God, to say, Bosombe or a deity that is ready to crush you anytime you do wrong. No. Now he becomes a father who is always ready to listen to you because you are his child. Did you get that? Now, let's go on. Are you ready to climb with me? Can we talk about the process of adoption? Have you gotten the benefits of adoption? The implication of adoption? Should I go through again? Should I? 
I think I should. Let me, let me just go ahead. That we are, number one, therefore, now we have claims on him that he is our father. That is number one. Number two, that the act, it was an act of mere kindness, of pure sovereign love. What he means is that now we can access God's love. Is he okay with us? Number three, that we are now under his protection and his care. And then the last one, that we are bound to manifest towards him the spirit of children and yield to him obedience without struggle. Now let's move on. I said the, the adoption is not a work of grace by us, but it is a work, it is an act of grace without us. Now, you can only understand this statement when we go into the process of adoption. The process of, of adoption. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 2, 12 and 14. If you are there, say amen. You see, our, our sonship produces something in us that the world has not seen before. It is so special. It actually overrides, overrules. It actually usurps every negative situation in our lives. You look at anybody who has set himself up to understand what Jesus has done for him. And that is the victory in his life already. Hallelujah. He says, can I read? If you are the same amen. Uh -huh. That at the time, that at that time, all of you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenant of promise. Be having no hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, all of you who sometimes were far off are made nigh by his blood. For he is our peace who has made both one, both one and has broken down the middle wall of partition between us. Hallelujah. Now, uh, this scripture tells us something that Jesus did. And it is a process. The process by which he made two one. And he clearly stated it in, in, in this part. He says that, and without God in the world, but Christ, but now in Christ Jesus, all of you who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. By the what? By the what? Now, this is where I get to explain the reason why Jesus must come into this world. I said that Jesus came into this world so that he can put on humanity and expel divinity into us. Let me put it this way. It was in the time where he manifested on the earth. That was the first time divinity clothed itself with humanity. And it was the only time that his humanity was supposed to last into eternity. Did you hear what I said? Let me say it again. I said, when Jesus Christ came, he was 100% what? God. There are times you could see his God nature at play. Let me give you an example. He and his disciples were supposed to go to the other side 
of the sea. And then the disciples set out and he started walking on the water. That was his God nature at play. Hallelujah. Now the Bible said that Jesus saw a, a multitude and wanted to pray for them. But before he did, he wept. That was his humanity. I said that, is, that was his what? Okay. There, there was a time that he said that and he was tired. So he decided to take a nap. That was what? His what? Thank you. So he was 100% God, 100% man. Don't ask me how did it happen that he became 100% God, 100% man. Because the Bible calls it a mystery. And it happens this way, such that you sitting there now possesses the ability as a man, 100% as a man, and 100% as God. <laughs> Hallelujah. This is a hard say, you know. Do you understand? Because you carrying God on this earth, you are supposed to spread everywhere the knowledge of God. Everywhere. And how do you do it? That is why I said, when the Lord told me about our way of evangelism, he didn't tell me that we would just go out there and begin to talk to people. He said we would touch people with the healing power of God. And then they will know that there is the divine in the human. And they will believe the divine, not your human part. I said, oh, believe what? And that is what I'm saying. So, you as a believer, you were a mystery. Now, can I take you back, Accra? Let us go back. How many of you remember in the garden of before, well, not, well, that was not the garden. When God created Adam, the Bible said that when he formed Adam, Adam was clay. And then he roak, he breathed into him. And then Adam became a living soul. Isn't it? The Bible says that, and the Lord said to Abraham, did I say Abraham? I like him so much. The Lord said to Adam, hallelujah, Adam. He said to Adam, be fruitful and multiply. Replenish the earth. The Bible says, and the Lord blessed him. What it means is that that was the time. If you look into the Hebrew, even he showed clearly, it was after he blessed him that the Lord molded the cow, the giraffe, the donkeys, everything, and brought them to Adam. And he said, Adam, the Bible actually says, when he... The word brought actually means, in the Hebrew, means he carried the clay as they were and brought them to him. And he said, and the Lord said, he will see what Adam will call them. So, the Bible says that whatsoever Adam called them, they became. They what? What it means is that the horse was just clay. It had no life in him. And Adam being the God of this world because God had now transferred power to who? Adam. So Adam was now acting as the God of this earth. When he spoke, this will be a horse. It came to life. Ooh. Hallelujah. When he, he looked at the clay and he said, this one, it will be called a cow. Ooh. It just came to life. What am I saying? The ability of God was in Adam. Now, Adam lost it. 
and sold all of us into slavery. Hallelujah. That one is another story. But my point is this. When God gave him that ability, God, dis- God stopped living in the earth as a physical being. Did you get what I said? He stopped living in the earth as a what? So now, who was ruling the earth as the physical God of this earth? Thank you. Now, when Adam was ruling, he said to him, replenish the earth. In other words, the way he planted the garden and showed him how the garden, he said, replenish the earth with that same pattern. But because his, he lost his position, now you remember that part where he said, Adam, Adam, where are thou? He said, I heard you coming, and I did what? I hid myself. You see, when he asked him, where are thou? He was not asking of his geographical location or where he was. He was asking about his position. Did you get it? He was asking about his what? He was asking, have you now become fearful that you, who was once my friend, who was once my son, is now afraid of a father? Did you get the extent to which he fell? So now, now Satan became the god of the earth. So he ruled in every, every part of the earth. Now this is what God did. God knowing that it had to take, it had to take something to do, to do what? To bring back that authority. And God is a just God. This is the reason why Jesus had to put on flesh. Now look at it. So he spoke into Mary's womb. Now I'm in the New Testament. Hallelujah. Luke 1. Luke 2. That is where I am now. Now, he spoke into Mary's womb because Mary asked a question. How would I conceive since you know I have never known a man? And he said, the spirit of the Lord will overshadow you. That is what he said. And the holy thing will be born, of, born from you or of you. So that is how she became pregnant. The Holy Spirit overshadowed her. And when the angel spoke the word, the word was planted in her, in her womb. Do you get it? Now, notice something. This was divine energy or divine. Something divine. I won't say divine energy. I'll sound, I'll sound some way. But I'm talking about God himself. And he being divine spoke himself into the womb of a being, a human being. So when he spoke into the womb of a human being, then his divinity came to dwell in flesh. Did you get that? So now, his divinity came to dwell in human flesh. That was the first day that God, who actually decided not to live on this earth again, and gave over the authority to Adam for him to rule over the earth, and he lost it. That was the first day he came back into the earth as a physical being once again to do what? To retrieve what the enemy had. Hallelujah. Now, listen to me. When, when he came into the earth and retrieved, retrieved that identity, he placed it back into man again. But notice something. He gave it to his church. Say the church. And you and I are the church. Please, when we talk about church, don't look at this thing. This thing is not the church. This thing is not what? Uh Uh-huh. 
I said, he, as God, came into the earth to restore divinity to man so that you are 100% divine and you are 100% human. Praise the Lord. So now, this scripture tells us that it was through his blood that that purpose that God had in himself was accomplished. So then, how can Jesus, who is 100% man, 100% God, come and say, I am trying to bring men who are 100% men into the place of God? Did you get what I said? How can Jesus do that? He must first and foremost taste what it is to be 100% God, 100% man. Now, the reason Christ has the right to call us into adoption is this. Because when he came into the earth, he was in himself. God. God, 100%. Yet he humbled himself and took upon himself what? Flesh. So that's why. Because what he is not, he cannot replicate. I said, what, what? What he is not, we, he cannot do what? Now look at it carefully. So some portions of scripture actually calls him what? The second Adam. Why? Because he came to do even better what the first Adam lost. So now the process. The process has been stated that without God in the world, but now Christ Jesus but now, in Christ Jesus, all of you who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. By the what? Now, notice something. If you want to, if you want to, I told you some time ago that if you want to cut a covenant with somebody, what you do is you get a blood, you cross to this side, and the person also does what? Cross to that side. When you do that, automatically the covenant is sealed. And by the blood, it holds forever and ever. So when Jesus Christ came into this world, he knowing this principle, he, he gave him his blood and his blood was shed. Now when his blood was shed, that was the point. That was the point. That the blood of a divine being was shed on behalf of humanity. So that anybody who crosses the other side of the blood will also become divine. Now look, in the olden days, this is what they do. When you are cutting a covenant, after you share the blood, you, you, you draw the line with the blood. I take your shoe, you take my slippers. So that on the day when you want to violate the covenant, I show it to you, I say, have you forgotten? Now what is the proof? That is why when he appeared, he said, look at my palms. What was he doing? He was showing them the proof of the covenant which he had with them. Now, Thomas said, I cannot believe you because why? I have not seen the wounds. And Jesus said, <laughs> Hallelujah. What am I saying here? You see, Jesus in doing everything he did was in a format to not only approve 
himself as 100% God, 100% man, but was to credit what he was supposed to do on the earth for the church. So that the church, even though we are human beings and our human side will also act sometimes, like sometimes you feel tired, sometimes you want to pray and you are tired. That is why he said the mind governed by the spirit is life, but the mind governed by the flesh is death. Why? Because you have dual natures. And the, and the kingdom of God has appeared in its invisible state. The visible state will happen when Jesus appears in the air. That notwithstanding, just like Jesus lived on the earth and did not look back and he was not short in power, it is the same thing you have. So, if Jesus was supposed to live in this world in this time, like you and I are living, and we are believers as he is, he is born again and we are also born again. The life he has in him is the same life we have in ourselves. What he means is that we must do everything he did. Do you remember any time Jesus prayed? He said, my father, I know that you hear me. It is only a son that can talk to a father like that. He doesn't call him God. He calls him what? My father. Praise the Lord. You see, if the enemy robs you of who your father is, you know that a lot of believers, hey, I mean, who, who? you know that thing? Hi, don't try. God, different level. In other words, it is a slavish fear. And I spoke to you last week about it. That anytime you feel like, God, I'm scared of you. Notice that you are not in right relations with him. But anytime you feel the presence of the Lord beckoning you, come my son, come my daughter. You and I are one. You have actually entered the spirit of sonship. Because in that place, God and you are one. Do you remember what they said to, he said, my father. That's what Jesus said. He said, my father. And he said, you. He said, before Abraham was, I am. When he used the word, I am, they knew. They knew what he was talking about because God was the only person who said, I am. And so they said, you, you are trying to tell us that you are a son of God. Are you not the daughter, the, the son of Mary? Are your father, the carpenter, we know him. He made some stools for us. You are telling us that now you are the son of the creator of heaven and earth implication is this that just as God is God and he parted the Red Sea it presupposes that Jesus is God also and he can also part the sea so what they did was this they decided to kill him making himself equal with God did you get it listen the first thing the enemy will attack in your life is the God consciousness in you. I said the first thing the enemy will do what? In your life is what? After you are born again, you can remain there. He will never worry you. Oh, born again, yes, born again, be there. You are there. But when you come to the realization that I am God on this earth, then this guy begins to watch you. So please, all of you who are hearing these messages. <laughs> Hallelujah. As much as you are empowered to do more, you should know that the enemy has a special interest in your case. Hello? Hello? Uh -huh. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So I have told you, 
the enemy is actually watching you and notice something he is only always watching your faith he's not watching your actions so never ever look at your actions look at what your faith that's why i said when something goes wrong in your life never ask yourself what did i do wrong because it was not in your doing everything went wrong when it happened with adam you're actually going wrong happened with you believing something ah i had a dream i was dead i was placed in one coffin in another coffin another coffin another coffin and now the eighth coffin then they buried it 12 feet down so that i won't come out when i woke up madini mikato kata the life of God is in me and nobody can bury that life and one I forgot about it I'm here eating and enjoying my life I said I am here preaching praise the Lord now because of, the, of this reason that Jesus came into this world and restored us into sonship now he has a reason to do it why because the first reason is because he gave himself he did what he gave himself now after jesus has given himself please don't go giving yourself it is worthless did you hear what i said i said after jesus gave himself don't go about giving yourself it is worthless like some people beat themselves with barbed wires because they have committed sin. No. You cannot atone for your own sins. He said, by his blood, he made the two of us one. By his blood, he made the two of us one. And then the partition that separated us from God, he cut it open. But notice something. After the partition, the partition in the the partition in the temple rent into two, the the people, the high priest wanted to keep his job, so he sold it back. Please don't be the high priest of your life. I said, don't be what? Never, because you have a better high priest. I said, because you have a what? He doesn't want to be in the innermost chamber whereby you are in the outer chamber. He wants you and him to meet face to face in Punimpu. Hallelujah. Now, look at something. Hebrews chapter 2, 17 and 18. Can I read? Therefore, he had to be made like his brothers and sisters in every respect so that he could become a merciful and a faithful high priest in things relating to God to make atonement for the sins of the people. For since he himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are tempted. This is the reason why Jesus has the right call you into his brotherhood now let me show you something are you here with me hallelujah i want you to wake up in the spirit and in the physical are you here with me now look at me look at me 
there was a big man he was living in his bungalow with his son and he had the boy's quarters and in the boy's quarters lived his slaves and the slaves children now the big man's son who was around 12 years old had a friend in the slave's son who was around 10 years old and so this is what this the, the rich man's son did the rich man's son went to this his dad and said to his son his dad dad i like the boy who lives in the boy's cottage he said which of them he said the 10 year old guy he's my friend and he treats me well and i don't want to see him as my slave anymore i want to see him like my brother and so jesus being the rich man's son held you and i our hands we were slaves to sin and dragged us to his father and placed our hands in the hands of the father and said to the father adopt him and so when he adopted us you and i no longer are slaves of god we are now what joint heirs we are heirs of god and we are joint heirs with god now we don't have to go to the father as slaves begging because we were slaves in his boy's quarters and if we were slaves to satan our dad was satan but now he took us out of that place and he placed us in his bungalow so whereas at first we used to sleep in the boys quarters not anymore now we sleep in the big house that is what jesus did for us and this is what we call adoption did you get it i said this is what we call what so from today i want you to rise up in your understanding that god is able to do more hallelujah this is what I want to say the Lord has started something good and he's going to finish it you have to have the consciousness of your adoption and so when you read the the, 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 the Romans look at what he, he says he says for the spirit which you have received it's not a spirit of slavery to put you once more to bondage to fear but you have received the spirit of adoption and the amplified puts it this way the spirit producing sonship you see if you don't know who you are in God you will see God as God and you a human being but now that is not the case he is your father and you are his child He is not your father and you are not his child he is your father and you are his child did you get what I said did you get it did you get it I said he is not your father and you his son he is your father and you are what so Jesus held you and I our dirty hands and washed our hands and place our hands in the palm of the father and said to the father adopt them and look at it so automatically our estate changed now we live in a different place and where we live now we actually carry the full rights as his children 
Now look, notice another thing that happens to us. Whereas we used to make sure that the master has finished eating before we go to eat. Now the master, when he's eating, we sit with him at the table and we eat. Can I tell you something? Let no man deceive you because the work of Christ in you is so great and the magnitude of it is is you cannot it is size go you cannot quantify it that is what i'm trying to say it has no limits when it comes to quantification when it comes to placing a number on it when it comes to value you want to place it in a certain class so that we can see the true value of what jesus has done no jamais you can't it is so big that nothing can come close to it now look at what jesus did because he came as a human being he knew about our weaknesses so when he went to the father he said father if you don't adopt this guy he would die and go to hell so father adopt him he said what father do what why because in his humanity don't forget he had dual nature and i told you it is a mystery that i cannot explain it to you in his humanity he felt the pain we felt he feels the pain we feel that is why he was able to say to the father if you don't help this guy this temptation will kill him and then the father will send help he'll say to him have you have you forgotten what he says Hebrews he said therefore he had to be made like his brothers and his sisters in every way in every respect so that he could become a merciful and a faithful high priest in things relating to God in things relating to what and I told you the high priest does not stand on his own accord he stands in the gap for people so how can the high priest truly tell what is wrong with your body how can the high priest truly tell what is going on in your life when he himself has never ever tasted what you are going through so he had to become a human being so that he also could be tempted in every way he also could feel hunger he also could feel poverty he also could feel shame so that he could he can also tell the dad father if you don't adopt this guy the thing that was about to kill me on the earth will kill him also can i tell you something in fact whatever was supposed to kill you killed him i said whatsoever is in the design to kill you killed him the bible says that even though he was rich for your sake so that so that so then if you consider his riches affecting you how could you have explained it if he doesn't know say did you get what i said no wonder i keep on saying something if you're a man of god and the lord has not taken you through trials if the lord has not taken you through bumps for you to feel for people 
you be a man of God who always thinks about chop chop your stomach chop chop yourself you become selfish but when you when you go through issues and you have been hungry before you'll be speaking in tongues in hunger and joy will burst out in your spirit so that when another man comes you say Jack because you have tasted hunger the small you have you split into two you give him some but imagine if you are used to eating breakfast at moving pig and it costs around 200 Ghana CD and somebody comes to ask you that morning Jack me here school fees near 400 Ghana you too you have 300 Ghana 200 is for breakfast at moving pig ah 100 Ghana for transportation and now you consider giving away even 150 what it means is this you cannot go for breakfast and no transport no so you cannot feel what is going on in the person's body but if you have ever been home without food and you are in need of something that has time against it you will notice how it is to constantly give and because of that Jesus had the reason to adapt us and notice, the adoption was done when we were dead and we are continuing in sin. For whilst you were yet sinners, Christ died. And I'm saying that Christ's death, no? And yes, we will No, he intentionally died so that in his death, you can have life. So that what? You can do what? Now look at the dual nature of God in Christ Jesus. Because his humanity died, he, as God, lifted up his body, which is in the human form, and brought it back to life. Wanchi, 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 wanchi. Did you get what I said? I said, he, a divine being, when his body died, because when they killed him on the cross, what, did, what were they doing? They thought that it was forever and just like their fathers had died. Ah, apparently, this is a different routine. When they killed him, because of him, the whole earth became darkened. And it was that point. He took our sickness. He took our, our, our sins. He took condemnation. He took pain. He took a whole lot. And all of those things he took away. And when he finished, he, he shouted, It is. And then the devil said, Oh no, there's more. There's more. Let's wait. Now that it is finished, and he gave up his ghost. He gave up his ghost. He, he. <laughs> Nobody took it. He said he himself gave it up. So when they were waiting, because <laughs> if we place the stone in front of the tomb, there will be no proof of his resurrection. So, this is what happened. When he said it is finished, he gave up his ghost. He was on the cross. Uh, they took him off. They placed him in the tomb. And then they conspired. They said, cover it with a big rock so that nobody will go and roll it over. And then they'll come and tell us that he resurrected. Presupposing that they knew he could resurrect. Not only did they do that, 
then they place guards in front of the tomb also hoping that they will always be at way awake so that nobody will come and intrude but when the lord wanted to depict his mercy seat in the physical form and the angels had to stand at the head and at the tail when the lord wanted to prove to us that it is finished indeed when he folded the handkerchief that was used to tie or bind his head he folded it and placed it down and he got out of the thing the swaddling clothes of garments that was used to wrap around him and was just lying down in the same human form and yet the thing was there and then he got out of it then they understood this guy said he will resurrect indeed he resurrected by himself nobody came to take his body in fact his lover which is Mary if I say his lover not his wife oh, I beg you the person who so loved him and decided to pay him the last homage by coming to embalm him when she came she found him not in the position and then she started crying where have you taken my master why she didn't know that the life that is in God, the divine life, had the power to bring about humanity and bring them strength and restore them as though nothing has ever happened to them. That is why when, some, when there's something wrong with you, don't look at your flesh. Look at the he that is in you because he says something. He said he will do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think according to the power that is in you. So he wants to derive his identity in you so that it will show forth on the altar. My question is, are we ready? Because baby, I hear we will show for the glory of God. Paul will just walk in the meeting and then the people will start getting healed. He won't touch them. I'm not talking about the one in the Bible. I'm talking about the guy sitting here. Hallelujah. Listen, the sisters will start singing and the glory of heaven will just, you will see literally, you will see the whole place stuck with heaven. And this is what the Lord has promised Grace Ami. Are you ready to walk in that light? Listen, I am ready. I'm just telling the Lord, Lord, teach me how day by day. So when I make a mistake, don't criticize me. Pray for me. I say, when I make a mistake, don't do what? Do what for me. Because in Kakra because in his humanity, he knew what weakness is. And as weak as I am, he still called me. And he said he's, go he's going to use me. He doesn't care who you are. If he says he has called you, he will use you. He will use you unless you don't want him to be you you don't want him to use you but if you avail yourself one second he will take 10 hours when you give him 10 hours he'll take 10 years by the time you give him 10 years of your life he's taken 100 years are you ready to work with god what i'm trying to say is this his life is already in you and it is producing results beyond your mental capacity hallelujah hallelujah because he was tempted in every way he also knows what it means for us to be tempted now I'd like to say another thing by continuing in the incarnation a human nature was inseparably united forever with the divine nature in one person of Jesus Christ 
yet with the two natures remaining distinct, whole and unchanged, without mixture or confusion, so that the one person, Jesus Christ, is truly God and truly human. Why am I saying this? Because if you confuse your divine nature with your human nature, the devil will play you about. But when you know who you are in the inside and you don't allow what is on the outside to affect what is in your inside, victory is constantly assured. Did you hear what I said? I said victory is constantly what? And that is where I want us to get to. I want us to get to the place where the inner man rules the affairs of the outer man so that sin will not have dominion over this body. I tell you one of the much more he did the much more the bible said that he condemned sin in his flesh so that there will be no sin in your flesh when i saw that scripture my heart broke and i cried and i said so what was i doing all these years if you condemn sin in your flesh so that sin will not dwell in my flesh oh thank you jesus thank you jesus I will see. Yeah. know you are God. I know you. And I will be still. Know you. Oceans rise and turn. I will soar with you above the storms. Father, you are king over the floods. I will be still, know you are God. So in the incarnation, when he came to the earth, the much more of what he did, the Bible said that he condemned sin in the flesh so that sin will not live in our body. Whereas we used to obey the law and we tried to obey and even for that we still fell short. Now he brought us to the place where we are not supposed to obey the law anymore because the law has already been obeyed in us that is why he says that the life which i now live in the flesh even though it is i yet it is not but christ who lives in me and he continues to say he loved me and gave himself for me hallelujah hallelujah now the next thing i like to talk about before i close is this Philippians 2, 5 to 8. He says, Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. Which is what? 
I like this translation. Have this mind which have this mind among yourself which is yours in Christ Jesus who though he was in the form of God one day we'll take our time and teach this Philippians 2 I was studying it, it was big and bountiful but he said though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God as a thing to grasp but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. This is where our victory started. Whilst they were humiliating him, we were gaining promotion. Whilst they were putting him down, we were being exalted. Why am I saying this? If you see your challenges as bigger than who you are, it presupposes that that is how you see Jesus also. That your challenges are bigger than who Jesus is. But if you see yourself as bigger, mightier, more gargantuan than your problems, automatically the Christ in you will act up. I said he will do what? He will act up. Please rise up to your feet this evening. I will be still know you our God and I will be
Thank him for his finished work. He is awesome. He is awesome. Thank him for his finished work. Thank him for his finished work. Bless him. Bless him for his finished work. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. How great thou art. How great thou art. How great thou art. How to live right now demand every pain to live right now demand every debt to be cancelled right now demand every business that has become sluggish in progress right now speak 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 upwardness into it speak increase into that business every business that has stagnated revive it by the power of your prayer by the power of Christ's victory in your mouth in the name of Jesus everything that is that seems negative right now right now demand increase demand it demand that it becomes positive in the name of Jesus rotada 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 radivedevegadiata Kaduate, Retada, Retada, Retada. Demand the victory of Christ in every area of your life. Demand the victory of Christ. Hey, Bagado. Bagado. Impose it. Impose 
impose it impose it even in on your character let the spirit of Christ rule in your character speak increase speak increase in your body speak increase in your mind speak increase in your stomach everything everything in your spirit speak increase Impose, impose, impose the victory of Christ in every area of your life right now. Mato de Becado, Reta, Reta de Becadiato, Ado, Jada da Bacadiaba, in your husband's life, impose the victory of Christ in your husband's life, impose the victory of Christ in your life, impose the victory in your wife's life. Don't tell me I'm not yet married. You will soon get married. Speak into that arena in the name of Jesus. Ratada, Rata de de Becadiato, Matele Becadiato, Rante de de Becadiato. In your children's life, begin to impose, impose the mind of Christ, the ability of Christ in their lives in the name of Jesus. Radada, Rante de de Becadiato. Mate de becadiato, rante de de becado, rampa bababadiata, rampa bababadiata, rampa bababadiata, reta do becadiapa, telele becadiata, reda shunimikato, reda shunimikato, reda shunimikato, rante de de becadiato, rante de de becadiato, repando lolo bocadiata, rante de de becadiate, reta daba, ranta daba cadiate, reta de becare. Tandelele becadiate, mate de 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 becadiate, rante de de becadiate, reta to de becato, reta to de becato, hey tande de 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 becadiato, demand, 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 it shall be supplied. I said demand, it shall be supplied. Every area of your life must see Christ's victory manifested. Matada, ranta da 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 becaduata, reba, reda, shande de de becado, rante de de becadiato. Ranta da da bakadiato, 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 repa retande de de bakadiato, ranta da 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 kada, ranta da 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 bakadiato, ranta de de bakadiato, reta da da bakadiato, ranta da da bakado, shande de de bakado, mata da bakadiato, rampa da 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 bakadiato, reta da bakadiato. Rampa ba 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 ba, rampa ba 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 ba, rampa ba 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 ba, rante de de becadiato, rante de becadiato, rante de de becadiato, ready shande de de becadiato, ready shande de de becadiato, ranto de de becadiato, rato fene de becadiato, rato fene de becadiato. The blessing. I said the blessing. Is an empowerment on my life right now giving me the ability to prosper
to succeed, to increase, to multiply, to advance my destiny, to fulfill my call, and to rise above anything that attempts to hold me down or to draw me back. I hold the keys to the promise of God by faith and by my position in Christ, by the blessing. The blessings of Abraham are mine. The blessings of Abraham are mine. The blessings of Abraham are mine. By the blessing, my name is great. By the blessing, I receive favor. By the blessing, I have servants in my house. By the blessing, I am victorious in life. By the blessing, wealth hands me down and overtakes me. By the blessing, I am preferred both in heaven and on the earth. By the blessing, the Holy Spirit leads me to good and pleasant places. By the blessing, I have angels working for me. By the blessing, my family is successful and protected. By the blessing, I am very rich in cattle, silver, and in gold. I am blessed with faithful Abraham. I am blessed with faithful Abraham. I am blessed with faithful Abraham. I am complete in Christ who is the head of all principalities and of all powers both in heaven and on the earth by the power of God's promise. The blessing is activated by the finished work of abundance through the faith of Jesus Christ in my life and in Grace Army Church. I am justified by faith. I am justified by faith. I am justified by faith. And in this year, we will all walk in the promises of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a big hand. He is awesome. He is awesome. He is awesome. Hallelujah. Please let us prepare our offering.